It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Well, hello, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen, and this is Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio. So as we come to the end of an entire year's worth of study, and it's been a really wonderful year for me because not only have I had the opportunity to share with you guys, it kind of took me back to my early days and when I had a lot of questions. And I was lucky enough to have people who I could ask, you know, you know, get some guidance from and ask my questions to. And I kind of wanted to give all of you that because these paths are not very um, easy to navigate. And it's often very difficult to be able to, you know, kind of get a feel for it and to bounce things off of people who have an experience in it. So I wanted to be able to give you that, and I hope I have. So if you are watching the premiere episode on YouTube, then if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can log into the chat room, and you can be able to ask me questions live. And if you are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, I invite you to go and visit the YouTube page. And also, if you have any questions or comments, then please leave them in the comments section after this, uh, after the program, and I will go ahead and answer those for the next episode. So, first off, the last video, I actually switched month nine and month ten. So I covered grounding in that one. So what we will do in this episode is we will cover the um ask the topic that was september's topic which is enlightenment and then we'll go on to november's topic which is walking between worlds and then i will be introducing the topic that we're going to be covering next year and we're going to make an entire year's study of the advanced coursework in that one topic so we'll be bringing that up later so let's get on to the topic of enlightenment. Now, enlightenment is definitely a very personal thing for each and every person, and it has to be defined by that person. My view of what is enlightenment may not be the same as someone else's or yours, but each person has that ability to kind of key in on what they envision that to be. Now, many view it as a destination that, you know, it is okay when I've done all my work and I've practiced all my practices and I've learned as much as I can, then I will reach enlightenment. And some believe, as I believe, that enlightenment is a process that is constantly evolving because we are constantly evolving. And what somebody would perceive as okay, this is enlightenment, 
once you reach it, you may decide, well, there's way more that I can learn. There's more that I can study. I can take this to a deeper level. So decide for yourself what enlightenment means. And very much like grounding, the first thing you need to figure out is how do you define that term for you? So take a look within and see what that perfect expression, because for most, enlightenment is viewed as a perfect expression of their spirituality. So what would that look like? What would that be like? How would you um, kind of manage that? Hello, Luna. How would you manage that? And how do you know when you've reached it? Because that is an important part of it. How do you know when you get there? So if you follow the belief that enlightenment is the end goal, then be very clear in your mind what that looks like to you. Now, the main thing about enlightenment is that, as I said, it's personal. And what is enlightenment for one person isn't necessarily enlightenment for another. So, you know, there are many people who teach aspects of enlightenment and, you know, who can, you know, be able to help you maybe with some of the techniques of finding that. Ultimately, you have to find it for yourself. And if you're following somebody else's definition of enlightenment, that may not get you where you truly are meant to be. So consider what it is that that looks like for you. If it follows your particular religious beliefs, then have it go in that direction. If it follows a particular philosophy, uh, maybe it leans towards indigenous practices. Maybe it leans towards something more formalized or ritualized. So if whatever it is that you decide enlightenment means to you, then that's where you need to go with it. And once you do decide what that means to you, then by all means, find the teachers and the guides who can be able to assist you in getting there. And as always, when you're looking for teachers, my recommendation is that you treat it like a job interview. And one of the questions definitely should be, what are you studying now? Because the best teachers I know are always learning something new. Also, I might steer away from people who believe that their way is the way and the only way. I mean, a lot of different paths can lead to the top of the mountain and many rivers lead to the same ocean. So if your destination is set, then how you get there is kind of up to you. So don't get locked into someone else's way because you know, their, may, their way may answer some of the questions for you, but they may not answer all the questions or they may not be the total of what you need to get there. Figure out, you know, the, what, the things that you do need and then go to the people who can help you with that. And I am very happy to, if you need any guidance or anything, uh, you can get in contact with me. And I'm very happy to, you know, provide any advice or insights that you might find valuable. Or at the very least, I might be able to help you find uh, people in your area that you might be able to work better with. So enlightenment is your own. Enlightenment is your process. It is whether it is the final destination or whether it's the beginning of a whole new chapter, then make it yours. 
because ultimately it is between you and however you envision universal consciousness. So make it yours, make it personal and do it the way you want to do it. I mean, ultimately it's, you can't get this wrong. Just follow your heart and you'll do just fine. Our final topic that we covered, which was the November topic, that was walking between worlds. Now, there's a couple of different ways to look at that phrase. One is that it is the actual moving into different realms of reality and different dimensional environments and allowing your consciousness to be able to not only perceive that you're there, but also to um, interact with it and gain wisdom there. What we're talking about are the basics of being able to be in your place of your spiritual practice while at the same time living in your regular world with your regular family and being able to, um, you know, to manage both of those. Often it can be difficult. Spiritual paths can sometimes be very solitary. And the problem is you're having experiences or you're going through things or pondering questions that maybe your family and friends don't resonate with. It, it may be that they're not a part of that world. And so, you know, they might view things a little bit differently. They may consider what you're saying, you know, either, you know, you know what, you just need to be in the real world, which is true, but you can also be in that place of spirit. And sometimes it's hard to find a community that will allow you to do that. So, um, what we mainly talked about was being able to find a community to be able to connect with people who are able to embrace what you're saying that, you know, that don't consider anything weird and that can help you further develop and grow in your practices. So as you look at what those practices are and how you decide you want to kind of, you know, be in that and which paths to the top of the mountain you want to go up, make sure that you've decided how you want to, um, who you want to associate with, who can help you with that. So, you know, there's a lot of ways, uh, meetup.com, which is, I think it's international. I'm certain it's international. And what it does is it's a place that groups that have particular interests can get together and be able to advertise and say, Hey, you know, we're, a Reiki healing group and we're in this area and this is what we do. So, you know, if you want to come and join, join up. And it's a really good way to figure out a way to find people in your community. Now, if you are interested in a particular religion, um, Buddhism, Hinduism, you know, Christianity, you know, whatever it is that you wish to get involved in, you know, you can go to the established places of worship that are out there and you can just say, you know, I'm interested in more information about this and how you practice. 
So it's very much about exploring and also, once again, treat it like a job interview where you're the interviewer. If something, you know, they seem like a nice group, but something just doesn't feel right about it, then pass it up and find another. You will ultimately find your community. And when you do, it should be supportive. It should have someone with a little bit more experience who can kind of help guide things and help answer questions. And at the same time, it should encourage you to follow your path and to become more, um, more comfortable with what you do and have people who you can get good feedback from. And also in this case, just like with enlightenment, I would be cautious of anyone who believes that their way is the only way. So you need to be able to have the empowerment and the autonomy to say, you know what, I, I like this, this, and this, but that stuff doesn't resonate with me. Absorb whatever it is that you do appreciate, and then you can always look somewhere else. If you feel that, you know, maybe something is a little too formalized or that, you know, maybe they're more advanced than you, a good group leader will recognize, even if somebody's coming in and they need to play catch up, can get them caught up pretty quick. So just let yourself explore, you know, find the people who you resonate with. And if you have any other questions about this or you would like some more particular advice about it, about either one of the topics or any of the topics, then please get a hold of me. Yes, Luna. So um, it is really, you know, so kind of bittersweet for me to reach this point because it finishes really all the stuff that we were going to talk about. And often, you know, I do do advanced coursework and I considered whether or not I wanted to do the advanced coursework for each one of these topics, because this was basically the first year of what I teach. I kind of felt called into a different direction. So next year, I am going to take the topic of empathy and I am going to share the advanced coursework with that. Specifically, how to be a grounded empath. Now, this coming year is probably going to be very dynamic in the emotions that people have. It's going to be very um, intense at some points. And being empathic can mean that it's very easy for you to get sucked into the toe of, you know, ideas and concepts and, you know, really get pulled into things that maybe are not so much yours, but what you feel intensely around you. And the topic that I get more questions about, honestly, than anything else is from empaths who are, want to learn to manage their empathy. We will start off with the idea that empathy is a tool that you use. Can it be turned off? Yes. I will tell you flat out, it can be turned off. And the first step in doing that is accepting that you have the ability and the, uh, the right to do so. 
you don't have to always be empathic. You don't have to always have it on. You turn it on when it's an appropriate thing that you need to use in that moment. And also the idea that empathy can go on a dimmer switch. Not only can you decide whether or not the situation needs you to be empathic, you can also decide how much empathy you want to invest. Do you need level one in empathy or do you need level 10 empathy? So this is what we're going to be spending the entire year next year on for empaths to be able to learn to not just manage their empathy, but to utilize it in order to be able to help others and to be able to reach their own level of empowerment. So I'm very excited about what's coming up next year. And I hope that everyone, you know, has appreciated the stuff we've gone over. We're up to 80 subscribers, which is so exciting for me. Thank you, all of you who have subscribed. And for those of you who are watching who haven't, please consider subscribing. I just need 20 more subscribers. Once I read 100, reach 100 subscribers, then I can get a custom URL. And so that's kind of the first step in, you know, moving this into a much bigger direction and as a much bigger work. So um, it really is wonderful, you know, that so many people participate and I've, I've gotten some really nice feedback from, you know, people making suggestions and asking about topics. So if you appreciated this video, then please like it. And if you, as I said, if you haven't subscribed, please consider subscribing. You can share the video. Uh, you can comment on the video. As always, I am in the chat room for the first premiere of the YouTube episode. And then after that, if you leave a comment, I will answer it. And for those of you who are on Blog Talk Radio, once again, consider going over and taking a look at the YouTube page. And you can also leave comments on Healing House Radio. If you would like to support this channel on a higher level, uh, please follow the link in the description for my Patreon account. And I am so grateful for my patrons, those who have signed up this year. And I really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much. I mean, just from the bottom of my heart. It is so nice to have people put faith in me and, and be willing to support on a monthly level, which you can do for as little as $2 a month. And there are different levels and there are perks at each level up to and including uh, private consultations with me, uh, either in person or by phone or by FaceTime. But you will get an entire hour of my time to focus on what it is that you're looking for. So um, 2020 is going to be a very exciting year. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to answering your questions and helping you move along your path to find your way. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. And oh, whatever holiday, however you hold it, I hope you had a wonderful blessed one yesterday. And for those who are um, you know, following different paths, or if you follow no path at all, I just hope that, you know, it's just a very nice time of the year for you. And as always, I wish you balance, 
and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you and class dismissed. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.